Good morning and happy Sabbath. I'm so glad to be in the house of the Lord one more time. The Bible says that this is the day that the Lord has made. Come on, let's rejoice and be glad in it this morning. Let us stand as we usher in the Holy Spirit this morning as we sing Sabbath rest. You said I work aside. Amen. Come on. Good morning. Happy Sabbath, everybody. Come on. We could do better than that. Good morning. Happy Sabbath, everybody. Oh, I sound like about two or three. Happy Sabbath, everybody. All over the building. Can we just lift our voice and just give God one big praise? Thanking him for our last night lying down, our early morning rising. He's been good. He's been better than good. He's been gooder than good. If I could say he's been gooder than gooder than good. Oh, he's just an amazing God. Good morning. Happy Sabbath, everybody. It's good to be in God's house just one more time. God is good. All the time. And all the time. And he is truly an amazing God. And we thank God for you for being here. You may be seated in the presence of an amazing God. I'm just so thankful, elated, and excited at the fact that God has allowed us to make it into this space one more time. I feel like it's been years since I've been here. It's been a minute or two, a minute and a half. <laughs> I tell you, these assignments, I tell you, but it's good to be back home again, to be able to worship and magnify the King of King and the Lord of Lords. I'm just so thankful and excited about what God is doing and what he has done and what he's about to do in the lives of his people. We're living in some very crazy times, some very crazy days. But it's always good to be able to look out your window and see God is still on the throne. How do I know he's on the throne? Did anybody hear the thunder last night? Did anybody hear the rain? Said this, this morning. 
It started last night. Yeah, y'all was asleep. You was not. It woke you up. It started last night. It came on into this morning, and we still here. And I'm so thankful and blessed and honored to be able to worship him. Say amen. <laughs> amen. So we are just so blessed here, and we just want to take a moment um, and recognize all of our visitors. Elder Harris, I know we have a special guest in the house. You know, whenever we have a special guest in the house, I like to invite the one that either related to that person or invited that person. Just come on and say a word on behalf of your special guest. And I haven't seen him in between 35 and 40 years. Wow. Wow. And he looks wow. just as young as when he left. <laughs> and that's the spirit of God. That's, that's Pastor right. Baker. Amen. 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 And his lovely wife, Sharita. Amen. Amen. So it's just a blessing to have him and his lovely wife worshiping with us today. And the spirit of God is in the house. They were the first ones here this morning. Amen. Got to be in the choir. And if the spirit moves, you know, they, they can sing, Pastor. So if the spirit moves, let the spirit move. Let the spirit move. Amen. Pastor Baker, Sister Rita, it's a blessing that you are here today. And we pray, as always, that when you come in this space, that you will not leave the same way you came. But we believe God is very present help in a time of storm. And we're, so we're just so blessed and honored that you're here with us. God bless you. I see another special guest in the house. Amen. And I'm going to do something a little different. Um, because, wait a minute. Sister, Sister, yeah, Yvette, I'm going to ask you to come up here for me, if you don't mind. Help her. Yeah. Because, see, we have another special guest sitting in the back. And only because you rolled with her. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to have you introduce that. Yeah, but we welcome back Sister Rakita Hill. Rakisha. I'm getting them mixed. <laughs> yeah, she was with us last night at choir rehearsal. So pretty soon she'll be joining us up here. Sister Rikishi was here with us. Um, I wasn't here, but she was here, amen. I was away on another assignment. And um, I heard she stopped by at the backpack giveaway, gave away several backpacks a few Sabbaths ago. And, um, and she heard about an outreach that was taking place, amen. And she came on out and she went out into the, into the byways, the highways and byways. And we served the homeless, and she was right there and um, was able to connect with us. So it's a blessing that you're in the house today. Amen. And God is good all the time, and we are just so blessed and honored that you're here. You know, this is a special month. Um, this is a very special month. Um, not because um, my birthday is in this month or, or my anniversary is in this month or... I was assigned to this beautiful church in this month. <laughs> but this is just a beautiful month. August has always been wonderful. Amen. And so we want to just take this time to celebrate um, all of our August um, birthdays. I know Sister Wes isn't here with us. She called last night and said that she would be celebrating her dad's birthday. I believe she said it was August the 9th. And, um, and she, he is celebrating 90 years. And so she said, Pastor, I just want you to know I'm not, I'm not missing in action. I'm just with my dad and we're celebrating. I said, well, sister, celebrate dad. 
and I'll make sure I give a special shout out to him. She said, I'll be viewing the service online. I said, well, praise God, sis, we'll be online as well. So um, we want to send a special birthday shout out to Brother Wes and all of who, who has celebrated a birthday in the month of August. Any other August? Am I really the only special? Uh, see, they, they will know how to. And you just name all 30. <laughs> Brother Millard's birthday. On the Sabbath, that's right. We have a new addition. We have a new addition. What's his name again? Maddox. Is can we get some sound over here? Um, Selecta. DJ. Mike Man. Uh, yes, right on this mic right here, Sister Teresa. You. What number is this? Number three. Just turn him up. Yeah. You said he's, he was born on the 7th. Born on the 7th, which is our anniversary. And uh, my son, his father, was born on the 3rd. Mm. Of August. And how much did he weigh? I don't want to get too... He eight pounds and two ounces. Eight pounds, two ounces. <laughs> you know, I asked that because um, in, my, in my few years of being on earth, and whenever we introduce a new um, baby, they always ask the name and the, and the, and the weight. And so... Um, Eight pounds. Wow. You had a birthday? Or you? No, I, we have two grandchildren birthdays on the 9th. Two grandchildren birthday on the 9th. The 9th of August. I told you August special. Any other birthdays out here? Are we just all up here? Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to keep it moving as he works out this feedback. Amen. But we want to just take this time to celebrate all of our birthdays. Any other anniversaries? I don't want to overlook any anniversaries in the month of August. Uh, Elder Kwame, for, 40 years. Wow. Amen. Amen. I read that. He just held up four fingers. I knew it wasn't four years. So, <laughs> amen. So, 40 years we celebrate you, Doc. Uh, my wife and I, we would have been married now 25 years. 25 years and we dated 25 years we met in february i proposed in april and we got married in august come on somebody <laughs> i like the way that flowed i like the way that flowed um, but she's not here with us um, she's with our son who was in a um, bad motorcycle accident on last week and so she's nursing him back to health but i will be leaving today to go and retrieve her come on somebody it's been uh, over a week. She went from Costa Rica to Decatur, and it's time for her to come home. Come on, somebody. So we'll be um, leaving here today, going to get her, so keep us in your prayers. Can we sing happy birthday? Can we sing happy birthday? Happy birthday to you. this time can you bow your heads with me father god in the name of jesus we are so thankful honored and blessed to be able to come before you on this beautiful sabbath day where you understand and recognize it is nothing that we've done but it is everything because of you and so we give you praise honor and glory for just being the great god that you are so father come into this space do what you do 
shake us up, move us around, break down, break up the fallow ground and break down the walls of Jericho that when we leave this space, we will not leave here the same way we came, but we will leave here with a newfound love for the things of God. Thank you again. In Jesus name we pray Let the people of God say amen.
our hands are lifted up ready to receive that which God has in store for us we not only lift up our hands but we lift up our hearts we lift up our minds we lift up our life to the one that created us made us in his image breathe life in us whether you believe it or not we owe God and the reality is we can never repay him what we owe him but God still gives us an opportunity to come before him he still gives us this privilege of laying our petitions before him recognizing that we're not deserving of any of this but God still sees something in us that he says come my people come bring your troubles bring your cares bring your worries let me handle them let me deal with them you you tried it and, and it's just not working out but if you will let me deal with it I guarantee you that you will walk away better you will walk away whole it's prayer time and as we lift up one another in prayer and solicit the prayers of our family I ask you to remember my son in prayer remember my family remember sister Elaine and sister Bev who was away I want to remember all of those that are sick and shut in for God is a very present help in the time of any storm that we will ever encounter and so we can trust him when we can't trace him it's prayer time for those that choose to come close to the altar we do invite you to come for those that choose to remain in your seats we ask you can reverently bow as we look to God in prayer this is a special moment where we can come before the creator we can come before the king of kings and the Lord of Lords and have this intimate time with him it's prayer time Father and our God and King, ruler, master of everything. It is indeed a privilege and an honor to be able to open up our mouths and to bless your holy name. For Father, we do recognize that we are flawed and we are messed up and that we are in need of a savior, not just someone that's going to save us from our troubles, but save us from a devil's hell. Lord, not because we are worthy or we deserve it, but because of who you are, the Alpha, the Omega the beginning, the end, everything that we could ever hope for and everything that we ever need is all wrapped up in you, Jesus. And so as we come, Father God, we are asking you in a very special way, first and foremost, to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We're asking you, God, to allow your Holy Spirit to move on our hearts and on our minds. We're asking you, God, to do what you do, O oh God, and create in every last one of us a clean heart and and renew the right spirit within us that wherever we go or whatever we do, oh God, uh, uh, your name will be glorified. 
So, Father, we take nothing lightly, but in all things we give thanks. Thanking you, God, for our last night lying down. Thanking you, Father, for our early morning rising. Thanking you, God, for food on our tables and and clothes on our backs. And and we thank you for traveling mercies and and protecting us from dangers seen and unseen. We thank you for going before us and even walking behind us. Lord, we thank you for standing next to us, oh God, and doing what you do on our behalf, oh God. We don't deserve it, God, but you see something in us, oh God, that just won't let you let go of us. You see something on us, oh God, that just won't let you turn your back on us up and so father we say thank you today thank you for loving us in spite of ourselves thank you for looking beyond our faults and seeing our needs lord we thank you today thank you for covering us and keeping us so father without you we can do nothing but the word of god declares that with you we can do all things so you tell us god to come before you to lay our petitions before you So, Father, we're doing just that, oh God, laying our cares before you. Lord, we're asking that you would be with Sister Elaine today. We're asking that you will cover her in the name of Jesus. Lord, you see her circumstances. You know her condition. We ask, oh God, that you would do a new thing in her life. Let her know that you have not abandoned her. Let her know, God, that you have not stepped out on her. Let her know that you have not left her, oh God, but you're right there with her every step of the way. I want to lift up before you my son, Javon, oh God. I ask in the name of Jesus that you will bring healing over his body. We thank you in the name of Jesus that we're not having another conversation. We thank you that we're praying a prayer of healing and not praying a prayer of comfort for the family. Lord, we thank you for what you've done and what you're doing and what you are about to do in the name of Jesus. I ask that you will cover my wife as well, oh God. Let your hand reach out to her right now, oh God. Let her know that you have in the palm of your hand uh, and that you see it already working out for your good uh, so we bless you today oh god we ask in the name of jesus uh, that you will be with all of our sick and shut in all of those that are celebrating yet another day of life uh, we praise you in the name of jesus uh, for all of our family and friends that are here with us today uh, we thank you for our online guests uh, family and friends in the name of jesus we welcome them today oh god Oh, Father, because you're so good to us. You're so wonderful to us, God. Lord, words cannot even begin to describe or even explain just how wonderful you are. So we just take this opportunity to just say thank you. Thank you, Lord, and thank you. Lord, we ask that you would be with this service today. We ask, oh God, that you would let fire rain down from heaven. That when we leave this space, we would know that we have been in the presence of an amazing God. Thank you for those that have come down to the altar. You see each heart. You see each need. We ask that you will cover and meet it and do what you do. And be with those who chose to, who chose to remain in their seats. That you would do a great work in them as well. Father, no big eyes and no little use because at the foot of the cross is level. And so we thank you, God, that we can come to you with all of our issues. No big issues, no little issues. All of us got issues. And we thank you, God. We bless you today. Now do what you do. And we will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory. This we pray in Jesus' matchless name. Let the people of God say amen, amen, and amen again.
You may be seated in the presence of God. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. All right, so we're going to do a little housekeeping first. So we're going to talk about some of the things coming up. We have the Slam Fast Picnic. I think they're going to buy food for everybody. And so come on out. I see, the, I see you, Pastor. I'm just going to ignore those looks. From 12 to 6 at Spanish Lake, uh, and I guess you'll get more information on how we're going to get fed there. And then we have the Suicide Prevention Conference. As time go on, and we see it's happening, more and more people will become um, discouraged, hopeless. And we want to be able to help and do something. You need to have some skills, something to say, don't give up. So sometimes if we talk about, you know, the state of the dead, or we talk about, you know, the second coming of Christ, sometimes people just are not there. We need to move them to a space where they can get there. So we want you, everyone, to come, and this year we're taking it off of um, Zoom, and it's going to be at the center of Clayton, and that's at 50 Gay Avenue. We have it on, um, on our form here, and it's at the event, and it's also you can register at Eventbrite. And then we have our Thank You, Lord Christmas concert coming up. Somebody should be saying amen. Yep, we got the best choir. We got the best musicians. You know, this place will be packed. So we want you guys to remember you can invite just three people to come to our Thank You, Lord Christmas concert. And you also have the great opportunity and pleasure to um, start now returning an offering for the needy. So we're, this is a fundraiser for the needy and, poor, and the poor. And then we have our Bible, and then there's the Bible Discovery Center for anybody who would like to take lessons. Um, and that's it. It's online. That's an online program. So that's our house cleaning stuff. And so I know that the pastor talked about his son having an accident. You know, there's people in the hospital still. People are still going to the hospital. There are people still going to the hospital for COVID. And people have financial problems. So they need a little support and help, right? You know, they've come to the right place. This is the place where we're going to give them some support and help. So, now I heard the pastor trying to squeeze out some praise from the church. Mm, we ain't squeezing out nothing. Y'all going to pour it out, right? So when I say God is good all the time, all the time God is good. that's right. Man, I am so happy. Look, look, look. We had an awesome time with the backpack sabbath right it was awesome we had some people that went home and prayed for us i know they were praying for us the way things happen right and then we had some people that stayed in and fellowshiped with us i know it was a great time it was so wonderful to see children downstairs playing on the floor just being kids not screaming not hollering just enjoying themselves with the spirit of god and their guardians angels with them and then we had those who were working Oh, my goodness, Pastor, you missed it. They were happy, filled with joy. The Spirit of God was there. It was an awesome, awesome situation. We were able to support and help families in our community and within our church. 
So I am just really, really happy about that. And I'm praising God for it. But I want to share, I just want a little consideration, okay? So I'm going to talk about Elijah. You all remember Elijah. He was, you know, had um, all of the Israelites had decided they was going to follow Baal and not God, right? So Elijah had already spoken to them once. They didn't hear him. Then there was a three-year famine, right? Think finances. Three-year famine. And then that didn't touch them. So there was a contest between Baal and God. And we all know who won. So this, in this contest, the Baal people, they were out there dancing, cutting themselves, screaming, hollering, you know, probably from like 8 in the morning to 6 in the evening. It was time for the evening sacrifice. So up steps Elijah. He fixes up his little his little um, thing to put his sacrifice on. And he says, okay, put the water on. Lord, show these people. And they did. The Lord came down. He took the sacrifice and licked up all the water, folk. So after that, 400 Baal, so Baal uh, priests were killed, slaughtered, dead, done. It was done. And so, Elijah went on home and went to sleep. High day, he was tired, he went to sleep. But Jezebel didn't sleep. Jezebel said, tomorrow, you're going to be just like them. He didn't know anything about it, and this is where we want to stop. He didn't know anything about that. Till somebody came and said, Jezebel said, she's going to get you. After a big victory, there's going to always be that backlash. Somebody going to say, we didn't really like those backpacks. Somebody else is going to say, they weren't really that organized. Somebody going to have something to say. What that is doing is stealing your joy. That's taken from you. If you add to it, it's really taken from you. I say that because... I just haven't seen anything so awesome before. I don't want anybody to tell me it wasn't. Because it was just a great, from just looking at just you guys. So happy. Nobody had to say, come out here. Come out here. Can you come out here? No one did that. People came. They were open. They were willing. The food was fantastic. You missed it, Pastor. It was awesome. But you guys remember, in your family, in your home, whatever you do for God, you may be using your talent in some way, and there's going to be somebody say, oh, that ain't nothing. They're going to tell you that to your face. Or they'll tell it to a person two steps away from you so it can get back to you. Let's put away all that. That can't be with us because we are planning something bigger next year. You may feel a desire that, you know, oh, well, you know, you know, I can do this by my, no, 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 no. We are going to go step in step with each other. We're not moving apart. We're just not going to do it. Can the church say amen? It's not going to happen. Hey, that was weak. Who said that? Everybody do it like that. Can the church say amen? We will not allow it. It's just not going to happen, people. I love feeling joyful. 
Now, I know you guys feel joyful because I feel joyful looking at you feeling joyful. So we're going to stay step in step with each other. We will, again, we got big programs continuing on and um, a bigger goal. This will be the third year next year when we do Backpack Sabbath. This is the third year to do the um, um, Suicide Prevention Conference. We will not slow down. We will keep moving forward. We will progress. And when you go into Satan's territory, which you did, he ain't playing with you. He's not playing with you. So if you haven't been praying, start praying. Start praying. Pray with somebody. Pray for somebody. Pray about somebody. Pray because Satan is out there. So if you haven't heard anything bad, praise the Lord. But if you have heard something bad, praise the Lord. He's in the good and he's in the bad. Praise ye the Lord. He is good. Now, we're going to ask him. We're going to give everybody an opportunity to just really praise God. Come, uh, will the deacons come forward? Share your tremendous love for God, his work, his people. Just praise the Lord. Most honorable Father, in the blessed name of Jesus, we are so grateful that we have tithe and offerings to return to you, Lord. We are so grateful that we were able to help with 240 backpacks to individuals, dear Father. Lord, we look forward to doing 600, so we ask for the funding to come. When we, Lord, we know there's people out there in the world who have our money in their pockets. So, Lord, we ask that you would direct us to them, give us the right words, the right things to say, the right way to be and behavior to be around them. In the name of Jesus, we pray and praise you always. Amen. You guys can collect the offering, right?
Let me hear you say, I am blessed. Let me hear you say, I am blessed. Amen. Let me hear you say, thank you, Jesus. down the street with it, but I tell you, I'm, I'm so moved. <laughs> I'm so moved by that one. You know, uh, what sister, um, sister Lakita, thank you so much for that reminder of our Slam Fest. I forgot to announce that and you came, slid right on in there and announced that Slam Fest next week, um, next Sunday, not tomorrow, but the next Sunday, we'll be meeting at the Spanish Lake. Um, park at the Manny Pavilion, uh, Manny Broadway Pavilion at 12 noon. We ask that you would come on out and be blessed. I heard you mention about some food. You said you bring in food. <laughs> Amen. There will be food there. Amen. Amen. So come with your appetite. Um, this is a SLAM event. SLAM stands for St. Louis Area Ministries. And so um, there are five of churches of, um, we've gotten together, and we um, have a representative from each church. I don't see our representative here, um, but we have five individuals from the different churches. We've been meeting on Monday evenings, been pulling this thing together, and we are so excited. The energy started out high, and I think it went a little higher. Um, I don't know if it got higher because it's almost over, and we don't have to meet anymore. Or they just excited about the event. Um, but I am so excited about the event. And I just can't wait for all of us to get together um, and play tug of war and watch you guys out there playing kickball. And come on, you know, some of y'all, <laughs> some of y'all out there, you know, volleyball skills and badminton, you know. Um, it's okay. Um, we're going to have some rook going on. Amen. Some you say raise it, some rook players. Hey, man, you just have some good old board games. Some, um, what's that one, the Jenga, when you pull the block out. and We're going to just do some things. Um, we won't be doing the slip and slides. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. Uh, we, won't be, <laughs> we won't be doing the slip and slide. I um, want to keep it safe and sanctified. Come on, somebody. So, um, but we're going to have a great time, and I want, would love for you guys to come on out and be a part. After, after all, you guys paid for it. Come on, somebody. Um, so um, you, you put the monies up, and we got it all planned out, and we thank God for you. So please um, come on out um, and just be blessed um, doing that event. Um, again, I'm so thankful to be here today. Um, I believe that there is a word from the Lord. Um, I believe God always have a word, even when imperfection men stand in, in his desk. You know, God has a way of moving you out the way, and which is something I always pray. God, move me out the way. And sometimes you hear preachers say that, and it's almost cliche. Um, move me out the way. Have me behind the cross. And, you know, Lord, just, Lord, I'm messed up, and I need you today. <laughs> I'll get one of those kind of prayers in. You know, when your car is skidding out of control, you don't get lofty, right? You say, Lord Jesus. So that's, that's where I'm at right now. Lord Jesus. It's time for you to do what you do, amen? Um, but I believe that there is a word from the Lord. So if you have your Bibles with you, if you can turn with me to the book of Acts. What book did I say? The book of Acts. If you can turn there with me 
um, chapter 16. This is where we'll be taking our reading from. Acts chapter 16, we'll start with verse 35 and read all the way down to verse 40. Um, and when you have it, please stand with me in honor of the word of God. And for those of you who didn't allow your um, Palm Pilot or your phones or your Bibles accompany you today, we are so gracious enough to put it on the screen for you. But I'm a little old school. Um, I like to go to the written pages. So um, we'll be reading this responsibly. I'll read the first verse and then you guys can chime in as um, 36 and onward. Um, and when it was day, the magistrate sent um, the officers saying, let those men go. Paul said to them, they have beaten us openly, uncondemned Romans, that's who we are, um, and have thrown us into prison. That's what you did to us. And now, do they put us out secretly? Oh, no, 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 not in, mm. Let them come themselves and get us out. Then verse 39 says, Then they came and pleaded with them and brought them out. And, and the magistrates did. They went and pleaded with Paul and Silas and brought uh, them out and asked them to depart from their cities. Verse 40 all together. So they went out of the prison and entered the house of Lydia. And when they had seen the brethren, they encouraged them and departed. When night turns day, when night turn day, let us pray. Father, we are so thankful, blessed, honored, and privileged to come before you to be able to speak another word. We ask now, God, that you will do what you do. I must now decrease that the word of God may increase into your hands. I commit my spirit in Jesus' name, amen, amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of an amazing God. If I can just take a moment and look at this chapter in a summary, uh, chapter 16, uh, Paul and Silas, as they seek to take a letter in the of Acts 15 into modern-day Asia Minor and Macedonia, they pick up along the way uh, Timothy. Uh, and then Luke and Troas. And in Philippi, they meet this young lady by the name of Lydia. The Bible tells us that they baptize her, and not just her alone, but her whole family. And after expelling a demon from a, a fortune-telling fortune little girl, uh, the city officials illegally beat them, um, illegally imprisoned Paul and Silas. Um, and then the Bible goes on to tell us in the book of 
Acts chapter 16 that an earthquake frees them from their chains, but they stayed and they bring the jailer and his family to Christ. They didn't run. They freedom came. They didn't bounce. They didn't, they didn't lead. They say there's still more work to be done. And the Bible tells us as you read throughout the chapter that the jailer and his whole family came to Christ. And the next morning, the Bible tells us that Paul and Silas refused to leave quietly, uh, politely and insisting that their civil rights have been violated. And the officials, they began to apologize to Paul and Silas and, and Timothy go to Thessalonica. And that's the whole summary, the whole um, beginning and end of this chapter in the book of Acts. But what I want to do is just break it down just a little bit. For if I look at Acts 25 through 40, uh, which records Paul's, this is his first um, missionary, I mean his first imprisonment. The Philippian magistrates arrested Paul and Silas and they had them beaten um, for spreading the news of Jesus. And if I can just put a pen right there and ask you that one question, are you ready? Are you ready to lose your freedom uh, for speaking the word of Jesus, for spreading the love of Christ? Are you ready to lay your life down? It's easy to, to look back over the Bible characters and see what they've gone through and to be able to look at their life. But the question that we have to ask ourselves and, and, and ask it wholeheartedly and not, not ask it and say it as a means of, you know, I want my family to know that I, I'm ready. No, I don't want my family. To, I, I, I need to know I'm ready. Whether my family know I'm ready or not, I need to know for myself that I am ready to stand when everybody else bow down that I am ready to move forward when everybody else is taking steps backward. I need to know for myself that I am able to stand in the midst of adversity. And this is where we find Paul and Silas in this chapter who now have, after spreading the love of Christ, are now being treated like common criminals. The two are now chained and they're placed in a cell. They're praying and they're still singing praises unto God. They're still lifting up the name of Jesus. Another pen, if I can just slap it right there and just ask you the question. Uh, when was the last time you sang a song through adversity? When was the last time you lift up praise in the midst of difficult times when it seemed as if the walls of your world was crumbling down all around you, when it seemed as if your footing couldn't get stable enough to take three steps. It seems as if life had dealt you a bad hand. When was the last time you was able to lift up a song of praise when everything else was going bad in your world? What well, we find Paul and Silas setting the tone, setting the example of how we as believers have to handle our darkness, where we as believers have to handle our dark days, our lonely nights, when it seems as if life is unfair, 
when it seems as if life has dealt us a bad hand doing what I've been called to do. Preaching the good news and loving my enemies. But no matter how hard I try to do the right thing, it seems as if the haters still show up. Trouble still shows up. Backbiters come from nowhere. As bad as I try and as much as I try, it seems as if it's pointless. But yet we find these men of God still standing the test of times. Because apparently they knew the God in which they serve. Another pen right there. If you will, do you know the God that you serve? Do you know that he's a deliverer? Do you know that he is a way maker? Do you know that he is a provider for you? Do you know this? Do you know that he is able to do all things if you would but just commit it to him? Do you see him as your way maker? Do you see him as your deliverer? Or do you just see him as a place we come to and meet up once a week and just have a good time listening to the special music and the special uh, uh, testimonies and, and then we go home? But no, 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 Paul and Silas, they shared the love of Jesus and even in the midst of ridicule, even in the midst of the haters, they still continue to trust in Jesus. Uh, uh, Paul assured the jailers that nothing will become of them. Uh, 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 no, no, no hurt will become of you. And the jailers tend uh, uh, to understand. And how do I know this? Because the text goes on to tell us that the jailers gave their life to Christ. And not only that, but the Bible goes on just like Lydia, who was baptized, and not only her, but her whole family. For a family of God, there are so many pins through this thing because you have to understand your importance and your value to the body of Christ. That not only do God want to save you, but he want to save your unbelieving mother and your unbelieving father. God not just want to save you. But you want to save your unbelieving brother and your unbelieving sister. And, and God said, I don't want to stop there. But I want to save your unbelieving cousin and your unbelieving aunties and uncles. And, and, and if you just bid me just a little bit longer, I'll stretch this thing out and save your whole neighborhood. If you would but just let me be God in your life. You see, it's so easy for us to look for God in somebody else's life. It's so easy for us. Oh, I feel something right there. It's so easy for us to look for God on the next street and, 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 and then somebody else to lack thereof. I don't see God in her life because if God was in her life, then she wouldn't. Well, baby, let me help you out. Because if God was in your life, then there are some things that you wouldn't be doing too. If God was really your God, then there are some conversations you would excuse yourself from. But because it was good to the palate, it felt good and, and, and just was good to be in the atmosphere and to be in the company of those on the job. It just felt good and you allowed what should have been a moment of witnessing for the God of your, of your Savior has now turned out to be a name in the coffin of some poor soul. Paul and Silas, they shared the love of Jesus. They shared Jesus' offer of forgiveness of sin and the jailer and his whole household accepts Christ. 
See, that's another, that's another lesson that we ought to learn as it relates to forgiveness. Sometimes you say, I forgive you, but I won't forget. And I get it. I understand because there's some stuff that still pop up in my little brain every now and again. But let me explain something to you, help you along the way. Uh, I, I, I can forgive you. I may not forget, but that don't mean because I remember it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold it against you. You see, our remembrance is tend to keep us at bay. I remember when you did this, so therefore I'll let you go so far. I remember that you said that, so I'll only let you come in so far. And I get it. I want you to know that I'm human too. You cut me, I'll bleed. But the reality is that God is calling us as believers to a new level. Now, I've been in some situations where I had to forgive, and it wasn't always easy to do so. But I had to learn to let God be God. Because just like God is trying to save me, he's also trying to save that young man as well. Just like God wants to get me into the kingdom, he also wants that young lady in the kingdom as well. So we have a responsibility on our hand. We have a job on our hand that is not just to show up and look good and, and feel good and, and sing good. But there is a life that has to reflect the God that we serve. There is a life that has to go above and beyond that which we can think or even imagine. See, it's not just about blessings and God pouring out blessings on my life and there's no room enough for me to see, to receive. God wants to do that for you. God wants to give you the blessings that there is no room for you to receive. But God also wants to give you a life that there is not room enough for you to receive. That when the world look at you, they're trying to figure out how is it that you're able to still stand with all this stuff that's going on in your life. How is it that you're still able to praise this unseen God with all the drama that you've been dealing with, church talking about you and church disrespecting you, but yet you show up every week and you're praising God. How is it that you're able to stand in the midst of all of this? Well, Paul and Silas, they share an insight with us. They began to sing. They began to give praises. They began to look at not their situation, but look at the God that can deliver them from the situation. You see, too many times we get caught up in our situation and we forget the God that is over the situation. You see, I've come to learn and I've come to realize that there is nothing that can stop me, that there is nothing that can hold me back. And these are not just words that are coming out of the mouths of the preacher, but you got to understand stand when I say I took the brakes off. I can't stop if I want to. I'm out of control up in here because he's been good to me. I mean, protecting me from dangers, seen and unseen. Do you not know that it was the prayers of mamas and daddies that kept our babies alive when motorcycle accidents showed up? Do you not know that it was the prayers of mamas and daddies that are keeping us today? Do you not know that I am here today because of the prayers of somebody else. Every last one of us is in here because of somebody prayed for you. Had you on their mind, took the time and prayed for you. So Paul and Silas was in this jail and they were singing praises under God. Now I don't know what song they were singing. It could have been my Redeemer lives. I, I don't know what the song was. It could have been he kept me and he's keeping me. I, I, I don't know what it is. It could have been I've gone through the fire, been through the flood, seen dashing, breaking. I, I don't know what what they were singing it could have been amazing grace how sweet the sound that saved the rest I, I don't know but what I do know is that heaven heard how do I know because the Bible tells me that there was an earthquake 
Let me put a pin right there because I'm going to have to come back to it. I felt like I jumped to the end and I need to come back a little bit because I need to help somebody along the way. Because you have to realize that what was going on in this moment, Paul and Silas, they had just got through casting out a demon out of this possessed girl. Uh, this young woman had a demon in her. Now, this right here upset the magistrates. This right here upset the leaders of the land. You see, whenever you're doing something great for God, somebody's going to have a problem. So if you having problems right now, this isn't a time for you to hold your head down. This is a time for you to stand, stand up strong and, 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 and stand, stand with your head held high because there is a God that is able to deliver. And so when trouble shows up, I don't worry about it because I've come to learn how to trouble my troubles. Oh, I wish I had some help right there. You see, I tell my troubles where to go. I tell them how far they can come. You give me 50 feet. You come too close. Don't come no closer. I know you're there. I see you there. Matter of fact, last night in the dream, God told me you would be showing up on my doorstep today. That's how much we are in connection. So when trouble shows up, I'm not surprised. I kind of look for the trouble. I kind of expect trouble. I kind of expect somebody to say something about something because I've come to learn, family of God, that you can do everything right. I mean, you can dot all your T's and cross all your I's and somebody's going to have a problem with you. Oh, did you get it or did you miss it? I said, you can do everything right and somebody's going to have a problem with you. I don't care how good you look. I know you dress fine and you're smelling good. Somebody got a problem with that. You think you all that. I've come to learn that I don't worry about what they say. I just worry about God. I just make sure that God is in my view. I just make sure I can see God. Because let me be honest with you. You can't send me nowhere. You can't do nothing to me unless God give you permission. Oh, I've come to learn that. I've come to realize Paul and Silas understood that. You see, Paul and Silas, help me, Lord, right here. Paul and Silas was able to sing in that prison because they understood that if it wasn't for God, they wouldn't be there. You see, I'm only going through what I'm going through because God said I can handle it. You see, I'm only experiencing what I'm experiencing right now because God already deemed it me capable of handling it. If I couldn't handle it, I wouldn't be going through it. If it was too much for me, then God wouldn't be laying it on my shoulders. So apparently, I can handle this. And Paul and Silas simply just showed us that you can do this. That whatever it is, be it free or not. Because let me help you out. You see, at some point, your nights going to have to turn to day. At some point, the Bible tells me that weeping endures for a night, but joy comes in the morning. You know, we get caught up in the nighttime, and we tend to take the nighttime over into the next day. And we tend to forget that it's sunny outside, that God woke you up this morning, started you on your way. You tend to forget that there is breath in your body. There is food on your table and clothes on you. You tend to forget that God is a very present help in the time of storm. You see, we tend to forget the fact that God is able to do all things but fail. And sometimes we look at our circumstances. Sometimes we look at our situation and we forget that God is a deliverer. We can sing in the midst of all of this. We can praise God in the midst of all of this. 
Oh, yes, we can sing glory to the King of Kings in the midst of all of this. Oh, I've come to learn to sing today, oh God. Oh, I've come to learn to bless him in the midst of it all. I've come to learn that in the midst of it all, it's better to sing praises to him than the praises to him. I've come to learn that the devil gets no glory over here. Paul and Silas is teaching us this. You see, without hearing a word of defense from Paul and Silas, these magistrates ordered these young men to be beaten and put in prison. Now, you have to understand as the text unfolds, the text tells us, and Paul says, how is it that you're going to send these, you're going to come in here to give us our freedom? Uh, 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 we're Romans. Innocent of all crimes. But yet you choose to come in here, and this right here sparked nerves. Uh, it, it, it sent a shot through the nerves of the magistrates. Because, see, they didn't know that these were Romans. You have to understand, it was against the law to imprison a Roman. You have to understand that this right here wasn't just some small thing that was taking place. You see how God moves? You see, God moved in a way that these magistrates didn't know. They were so blinded by their own issues. They were so blinded by their own, their own malicious ways. They were so blinded by sin that they didn't even see the wrong that they were doing. You got to be careful, family of God. You got to be careful that you don't get caught up in your own passion, that you don't get caught up in your own desires. You got to be careful, family of God, that you don't allow your own, your own drive get in the way of what God is trying to do. That's a dangerous place to be. That's a dangerous place to be when God is trying to move, but because of your position, because of your, your, uh, your, 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 your position in the church, because of, of your clientele, because of your pedigree, uh, you've gotten in the way of God. That's a dangerous, dangerous place to be, family of God, when God is trying to move, but you allowing your position to get in the way. He then, these magistrates, couldn't see their sin, couldn't see their wrong, couldn't see the, 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 the wrong that they were doing, so blinded by it. And the Bible goes on to tell us that they then cast these men into prison, locked their feet into shackles. Later that night, after a violent earthquake had shaken the city out of its sleep, at the break of day, these magistrates sent word to the jailer to release these prisoners. But nowhere in the Bible does it tell us what really made these, these magistrates come to this conclusion. What made these magistrates? Was it just an earthquake? Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Last night it, it thundered. Last night it rained. I'm going to be honest with you. I slept good. I don't know about you, but I sleep good when it's thundering and lightning and the house is shaking. And I just, I just, my prayer as I'm sleeping, you know, you would think that the prayer would be, Lord, don't let a tree fall on the roof. But my prayer is, Lord, let the lights be on when I wake up. <laughs> after you didn't live for a whole week with no electricity after a storm, you say, Lord, just let the electricity be on when I wake up. Because I don't want to have to go through that again. These young men, these magistrates, heard this thunder. 
and decided to say, go down to this prison and I need you to let these men free. Now keep in mind as the text unfolds that, that there were others in the prison besides Paul and Silas. So what made these magistrates go and tell these jealous to go down there and let Paul and Silas free? Why, why, why not go down there and let the others free? Could it be that maybe, I don't know, the text don't really say, but could it be, maybe, just maybe, that these magistrates knew they were wrong and that thunder shook them up? Uh-huh. Could it be, maybe, I don't know, I don't want to read into it, but could it be that the Holy Spirit was moving in such a way that caused these magistrates to think twice about what they've done? I don't know why God moved the way he moved, but God moves in a way that will cause people to respond differently. Just had a situation here where we had to, uh, our, our neighbor in was feeling some kind of way because of our property line. And, and, and the other day, we received a package that belonged to them. And so I was able to come to the church and retrieve the package and give him a call. And, man, we had the most wonderful conversation. I mean, we talked like we've known each other for years. Matter of fact, he called me on yesterday and was telling me about our grass and had a guy that was willing to come and cut it for us and took care of that. I mean, I mean but, but, but on the front end, uh -huh. that wasn't the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the front end, yeah. that wasn't it. That wasn't the issue. But the Lord had to work it out to where we had something that belonged to him. So now we're able to have a conversation on a more civil level. Sometimes God have to allow stuff to show up in your life to get you to a place of conversation. All right, all right. Because you're not ready to have the conversation yeah. right now. Uh -huh. Because your thinking is off. Yeah. Your attitude ain't right. Mm -hmm. You're still stuck on yourself. And God is saying, not now, not now. I can't talk with you right now. Because what I really want to do for you, you're not ready to receive because you're stuck on yourself. So I'm going to have to allow it a little time. I'm going to have to let you seep a little bit. I'm going to have to let you go through it a little bit. I'm going to have to let you experience this a little bit longer. I know you want out the oven, but the cake ain't ready yet. Help me, Lord. I, I, I know it smells good and the fragrance is illuminating the whole room, but the cake ain't ready to come out yet. You know how I know? Because every now and again, God got to poke a fork in you to see if you're done on the inside. And when he pulled it out and he sees that there is some moisture, oh, I know a little bit about something. I may not know a whole lot about a lot, of, but, but I know a little bit about something, amen. And when he sees that, that there was a little moisture still on the fork, he said, no, no, I got to leave you in there a little bit longer. You ain't ready yet. And sometimes God have to allow stuff to show up in your life to get your attention. Right. Oh, 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 yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. These magistrates, they, they come to the point where they realize that they have done something. They don't know. I don't know how they knew that it was Paul and Silas and not the other three brothers that they mistreated. But the Bible tells me that they came to Paul and Silas and said, hey, you guys can go. And I don't know about you, but I kind of feel what Paul and Silas were saying. Let me explain something to you. See, you didn't ridicule me in public. You beat me. You embarrassed me. 
And now you want to privately send me away. No, 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 no. We need to clear the air. We need to set the record straight. Because if I, if I quietly leave, then the people won't know that you were wrong. So I need you to go and tell the magistrate, jailer, to come down here himself and set me free. Because, see, the world needs to know, and that's what's going to happen. Jesus said, wait a minute, you know, we're going to set the record straight. And the world will know. So here it is. Here it is. How do I know why this thunder? Well, you know, I was reading this morning with the elders, and it really just hit me that as a light bulb, you know, God still feeds his sheep. Even when they think they finish grazing. Come on, somebody. And I spent time with the elders this morning and we talked about, I had the privilege of giving the devotion this morning. And the Lord led me to something that just slapped dead, went with this sermon. You see, the night before, the night of the first day of the week, uh, had worn slowly away. This is from uh, 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 this, this book called uh, A Call to Stand Apart, uh, chapter 11, for those that want to write it down and, and go back and read it for yourself. But the writer goes on to say that, that, that the darkest hour just before daybreak had come, that Christ was still a prisoner in his narrow tomb. Put a pause right there because as I'm reading this, I'm saying, Lord, we're talking about Paul and Silas in prison. Now I'm seeing Jesus in prison right here. Lord, uh, what, what, what are you showing me? What, what, what are you saying? He said, read on a little further, preacher. Read on a little further. I said, okay then. So then the great stone was in its place and the Roman seal was unbroken. Oh, so we're talking Romans now. So we're still with Romans. The Roman guard was keeping watch. I know that, that, that we have Roman guards keeping watch with Paul. And so well, what are you saying here, Jesus? What, what are you trying to show me? He said, keep on reading, keep on reading. The Bible goes on to say here, uh, and, and, and behold, there was a great earthquake. I said, hold on for a minute, Jesus. There was another great earthquake. So you mean at Jesus' tomb, there was another earthquake when Paul and Silas was in prison, but then the pen goes on to tell me that uh, this great earthquake for an angel of the Lord had descended from heaven. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And, 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 and for fear of, 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 of him, to, the, the, the keepers did shake. This is the same scenario that was taking place with Paul and Silas when, the, when, when, when these jailers they fear. They tremble. And the Bible says that these men and Matthew became as dead men. The soldiers see him removing the stone. These soldiers watch as this angel removes a stone as he would a pebble. And these soldiers are standing by and they're listening as the, the angels cries out, Son of God. Come forth. Thy father calls thee. They see Jesus come from the grave and they hear him proclaim over the rent scup supper tree. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. These soldiers saw Jesus 
come from this grave alive and well. Could it be that these soldiers or these jailers understood the story when Jesus was crucified? Could it be that these jailers, as they reminisce over the life of this Jesus that Paul and Silas have been preaching about, could it be that these jailers, as they thought on this God that they've been talking about, that they've been preaching about, could it be like the earthquake that took place back then? Could it be that this same Jesus is showing up right here and right now? Christ came forth from the tomb glorified. And the Roman guard beheld him. Their eyes were, were riveted upon the face of him who they had so recently mocked and derided. And in his glory, being, meaning Jesus, they beheld the prisoner whom they had seen in the judgment hall. The one, meaning Jesus, for whom they had plaited a crown of thorns. This was the one, meaning Jesus, who had stood unresisting before Pilate and Herod. His form, meaning Jesus, lacerated by the cruel scourges. This was he who had been nailed to the cross at whom the priests and the rulers, full of self-satisfaction, had wagged their heads, saying, He saved others, but himself he cannot save. Could it be that these jailers understood the story of redemption and recognized, could it be that these same magistrates understood that this was not a normal event? That this was not a normal occurrence. That this right here kind of puts me in the mind of that day when Jesus rose from the grave. The reality is, family, I'm almost finished. The reality is, while the world don't want to believe it, the reality is you can't change truth. I don't care how you try to doctor it up. I don't care how you try to fix it up. Truth will stand all by itself. The cross don't need neither one of us holding it up. The cross can stand all by itself. Jesus don't need us on one side like Moses, uh, and, and, and he, he don't need us on the other side like her or, 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 or Aaron. Uh, or Jesus said, I got this. I got this. But you have to understand that I'm going to need you to do something too. I'm going to need you to learn how to rejoice in the midst of it. I know it sounds crazy, but here it is, family of God. That's where you get your breakthrough. That's where you get your deliverance. You have to praise him in the midst of it all. Do you think God would have showed up? The way he showed up, had Paul and Silas been quiet in their jail? Do you think we would be reading the story as such? We're reading this story and we hear this story because there was some praises going on. Praise him. Praise him in your sorrows. Praise him in your pain. Praise him in your struggles. Praise him in the uncomfortable moments. Your darkness will turn to light. 
It will come today. Just praise him in the midst of it all. I know it seems crazy and the world don't understand it. But see, the believers should. But see, here it is. I, I, I know that here it is. The reason why we have a difficult time praising him through it, because the reality is some believers don't understand it. Because sometimes we look at each other as if we're doing the most. Oh, it don't take all of that. Oh, no, no, no. You don't need to be doing all of that. You just need to have more faith. And we shoot each other down because we don't understand. If you don't understand my praise, just give me more room to praise. Just get out the way. Because, see, I got something going on over here that I could really use this whole room all by myself. But God is so wonderful and so gracious. He allowed you guys to come on in here so you can witness. Because I don't need a whole bunch of folk. I just need room because I've come to understand that God is able to do all things but fail. Paul and Silas had been attacked by the crowd. They've been beaten by the city magistrates. They've been imprisoned overnight. This was standard procedure for crimes that, that did not warrant capital punishment. Given the, 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 the accused, the option to go into exile was also standard. The accused avoided more punishment by going into exile. And the magistrates don't have to hold a formal trial. So they was trying to do some stuff under the table. But here it is right here. There was a lot of malice going on. And what I've come to realize, malice, malice simply, simply breaks it down. Many are lost in callous evil. Malice. Many are lost in callous evil. We need to learn how to get out of the way. And let God be the vindicator. Let God be the deliverer. Let Jesus show up and do what he do. And let the Holy Ghost bring about the conviction. There's too many times we want to try to convict folk of their sins. When we got sins of our own that need to be convicted. Paul and Silas' response was worthy of being imitated. The magistrates have denied them their legal rights in defense to, of those rights and to avoid future incidents. Paul and Silas demanded an apology. But they do not formally accuse the magistrates with the crime. They don't call them out. They don't try to make them feel bad. They don't try to point out their sins. No, 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 listen, no, no. If you want me to come out of here, I'm going to need you to come down here and let me out. And I'm going to need you to state it. Because too many times stuff go unsaid and undone, and we want to live as if everything is okay. We have family issues that are going on too long. Unsaid, undone, but we want to come and shake hands and hug and eat. As if everything is okay. And everything is not okay. It's time for us to come together as a body of believers. It's time for us to break down the walls of Jericho 
It's time for us to be about our father's business. It's time. It's time to quit looking at who's on the left and, and who's on the right and start looking at who is standing firm for Jesus. Because let me be real with you up in here. Uh, 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 there are many flowers in the garden. God's garden is a garden of variety. Quit expecting the garden to be full of tulips. Quit expecting God's garden to be one color. Quit expecting God's garden to only hold one shade of gray. There is variety in God's garden. And I believe that. That's why I'm able to do what I do in the way that I do it. Because I realize that it's not about me, but it's about God. That God is the author and finisher of my faith. So I'll leave you with this right here. Your nights, they're just that. Nights. That's it. It's just a night. And as soon as we understand it's just a night, they will come. And when they comes, you will look back over that thing. And you will be able to say, God, you are mighty. God, you are amazing. I've been singing this all along. How amazing you are. But now I believe it like never before. That's what trials do, family of God. Just give you a little bit more oomph. Just giving you a little bit more oomph. Because God is saying, when you stand to sing my praise, I want you to sing from another place. I don't want you to sing from a place of comfort. I want you to sing from a place of he's worthy. I got the news that our son was in a bad motorcycle accident right when we were pulling off from taking care of the homeless. We were out doing ministry. We pulled up to the last spot and gave out everything that we had. And my phone rang and my wife was telling me that Javon was in a bad motorcycle accident. He shattered his left leg. He broke his right leg. And they're not sure how it's going to turn out. The doctor was saying things that like if the, if the bone dry out, then healing is going to be of no avail, which means that he's subject to be paralyzed. Now, my wife at the time is all the way in Costa Rica, too far to run, too far to walk. And I know she was in a place, but here it is. I called my mom the other day and talked to my sister on last night, and they both said something that made so much sense to me. They asked me, how was Javon doing? I said, well, he's doing better. He's still in some pain. My wife was able to get there and be by his side. They said, well, well, she's better now. She just had to lay her eyes on him. First, my mama said that. I understood what she meant, but it didn't hit. And then later on, I called my sister, and for whatever reason, she said the very same thing. 
and then the light came on. Mama, I don't care what you say about son. I don't care how the doctors may say, you know, there is. uh, uh, Mama need to see her baby. I I, I understand the report. I understand what you're saying, but but I got to put my eyes on him. I got to see him for myself. Oh, family of God, I believe that one day Jesus is going to crack the sky. Jesus said, I got to see you for myself. I got to lay eyes on you and I want you to lay eyes on me. Because right now we seem as if it's overwhelming. It's, right now we seem like it's just not making sense. It seems as if stuff is not lining up. But, but oh, if you could just hold on just a little while longer, then you can put your eyes on me and it all makes sense. It all makes sense when you can see me face to face. When you'd be able to stand in the same space. And now I can see that my son... My daughters, they're all right. Now I'll be able to stand and say, God, I, I knew you was going to do it. You know how we can get, Lord, I knew you. I knew you was going to do it. I knew you had me, Jesus. I, there were some moments where it was a little sketchy. And I, I couldn't understand. My mind was running. How long, oh, Lord, how long? How long, Jesus? But I've come to learn that just like Jesus can see us he said that's not good enough I want you in the same space with me Mm. and I want to be able to wrap my arms around you see I can't love you like I want to love you right now I can't touch you like I want to touch you right now Jesus said just as bad as you want me I want you more I'm looking around and I'm just have to I'm just in the mindset of making appeals to just give anybody, everybody an opportunity. If you have not given Jesus your life, if you're online and, and you have not given your life to Jesus Christ, I want to give you that opportunity to turn your life over to Jesus. I want to give you that opportunity to make the crooked road straight. Allow Jesus to do what he do. I believe, I believe through my own personal experience that God is able to deliver. If he can save a wretch like me, ah, I know he'll save you. Is that one? If you want God to to do a special work in your life, if you want to be with him when he comes, I just ask if you can just stand on your feet. I know I want to be with him when he comes. I want him to call my name. I want to be able to wrap my arms around him and declare this is my God, my king. Father, you see, you see what I don't see. You know what I don't know. And as always, Father, I pray that something was said that would draw hearts closer to you. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody can save anybody I thank you for these commitments Father you see each individual standing that are declaring they want to be ready to receive you when you come Lord we want to be ready do it now oh God seal us for thy kingdom and we will be ever so mindful 
to give you the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, let the people of God say amen, amen. and amen again. for that beautiful message, Pastor. How many of you know that God has made a way out of no way and turned your darkness into day? Praise the Lord for that message, Pastor. And I'm going to give us, I'm going to have my cousins come up here and take us out for our closing song. I want them to come and bless us. Come up and bless us. I don't know how, just let the Lord use you. message one that I needed to hear and I thank God for your deliverance delivering that message it was pointed and I received it and I thank God for you Pastor Fields we just want to share this song with you congregation and bless the Lord we know that all good and perfect gifts comes from above and it comes down from the Father of lights and we just want to bless you as we prepare our hearts and minds to leave this place, but never ever the presence of God. And he goes before us, and he is always with us. Amen. And we want to be conscious that God is with us at all times, that we're never alone, that he is there to see us through. As our pastor reminded us of his mercy and his grace through that powerful message you brought to us. Amen. God has smiled on me. He has set me free. God has smiled on me. He's been good to me.
Thank you, thank you, thank you. Come out next Sabbath. Bring a friend. Bring an enemy. <laughs> Come on to the house of the Lord. And our picnic will be on the 20th, the next day, our area-wide picnic. God has been so good. So we're going to bow our heads and be dismissed. Father God, truly, you in this place today, Lord. We're so thankful for your divine presence. We thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your sacrifice and your love for us. Lord, we're thankful that you have turned our darkness into day. Yes. Now, Lord, may the Lord bless us and keep us. May he cause his face to shine upon us and give us peace both now and forevermore. And the people said together, amen, amen. and amen.
Good and good.